This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from the perspectives of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. The big news continues to be the impeachment story, which just cracks me up because... I would really like them to investigate the scandals that I keep pulling threads on in Ukraine. Just monumental. I've never seen so much corruption and such large dollar amounts. But they're spending all of this time with the pivotal question, was a quid pro quo suggested or not? The vital question. The vital question. So let's just emphasize what the nuance is here. The question is, was Trump trading aid for them to investigate corruption and election interference? And that would be wrong, right? Well, they keep kind of shifting the goalpost on that. And instead of saying just what you said, which is what the president is saying he was doing, they're saying that he was investigating a political opponent in order to get help to win the 2020 election from So it's France. what was in his heart. Yes, exactly. It was what was in his heart. Okay. So I would just like to know if you know why why do we give foreign aid? Why are we giving Ukraine foreign aid? Because we're supposed to expect nothing in return. Truly altruistic. Right? But- but I think the aid, the the fundamental question of the scandal, in my opinion, is, is the aid we're giving them, was the aid, the aid that we gave them was used to shore up a bank that went bankrupt because it was stealing money, much of which was IMF money that Kerry and Biden championed. And that guy who owned that bank, private bank, Kolomoisky, There is evidence to suggest, documentary evidence, that he was the ultimate owner of Burisma. So this this aid that we send Ukraine should be stopped immediately until we find out if it was used to line the guy's coffers. Just take Biden's out of it. Let's figure out this exact same investigation, Burisma. Let's find out. And as far as if they interfered in the election in any way, we have Democrat senators asking them specifically to cooperate with the Mueller investigation, which they weren't doing. So let's just investigate. Let's let them let's let them help who both sides want to know the answer to this question, don't they? About election interference. Wasn't the entire Mueller investigation was the Mueller investigation designed solely to find out that it was Russia and Trump like they could go to Ukraine to ask questions about Russia, but they couldn't go to Ukraine to ask questions about Ukraine. That seems to be the case. Yes. All right. Well, I am really tired of how much energy we are spending on what is absolutely a, the the impeachment thing is so completely obscuring the fact that this underlying scandal is shocking. But anyway, right. It's being used to cover it up. And it's funny. We talked yesterday about the Hillary Clinton alleged quid pro quo back in 2016, which is the last time this term really with the with the FBI, like stuff that's completely our business. Yeah. And the reason that it wasn't considered a quid pro quo, even though the FBI used that language in their private notes to describe it, was because it never happened. The exchange and Attempted prid quo, quo is not a political I, crime. Yeah. <laughs> and here we have the same thing. Uh, e- even if they do 
consider it whatever their definition of a quid pro I guess right. quid pro quo is not allowed when you're investigating a political opponent, but it is allowed when you're investigating corruption. So one side saying they're investigating corruption, the other side saying it was political opponent. But either way, the aid was still given. Right. So even if he tried to do quid pro quo, yes, they didn't he didn't get it, right? Yeah. And the aid if he got it, we would ha- we'd be talking about the scandal right. because the scandal is huge. Exactly. And, and but the- of course Zel- Zelensky is not going to investigate that scandal because Kolomoisky is his Svengali, yeah. to use a lot of there you go. big Russian names. <laughs> and, and this guy, big, you're doing very well with those names. I know. I got my mouth around every yeah. one of them. Yeah. Zelensky, or Trump wanted Zelensky. This is what Bill Taylor in his testimony yesterday. Yes. Bill Taylor, who I, who follow this, did not realize that he is the new ambassador to Ukraine. He was just installed this summer right before the the fated, fateful phone call. Yes, exactly. Yes, and- yes. He says that Trump was demanding that in exchange for for the quid pro quo that Zelensky make a public statement saying that he's going to investigate the the corruption and the company linked to the Bidens. They always say that the company linked to the Bidens. So it sounds like he said that he wanted to investigate the Bidens. But yes, right. Zelensky never did that. Zelensky never did that. He never made a public statement. He's never going to. He's he's probably going to give the. Private bank, he's probably going to give money to Kolomoisky for bailing out his bank in a twisted, crazy doubling down of adding injury to injury. Yeah, you might be right. So Uh, Democrats are talking about how damning this guy's testimony was yesterday when, to me, it sounds like he just proved that a quid pro quo never happened. This guy is super deep statey, by the way. Super duper. Go look at how tiny his wiki entry is. I saw that. He's got I a did. tiny he's got a tiny little wiki entry. Very scant. It is. And uh but his like but but what's there is uh provocative. So he went to West Point, his father was a big guy in the US Army Corps of Engineers. And the only thing in his bio that's there for the picking is that he was also the ambassador to Ukraine under Bush. In 2006 to 2009, and then Obama replaced him. I know, because I was watching the coverage on this last night, and every few minutes I hear from one of the panelists, he worked in the Bush administration for crying out loud. So what does that mean? He was bad. That means he's super credible. And he's Oh my gosh. Oh, you're talking about it must have been on Fox. No, this wasn't on Fox. This oh, was on that's the other thing that makes me crazy. They're all like, I don't even know if Mueller or Comey or Bill Barr or any of these clowns are worse than clowns are we're supposed to be Republicans or Democrats because everyone is always about how great they are. But all of these people are retreads from previous administrations. All of them are tainted with scandal. Yeah. And I would say that if anyone needs to Get a wake-up call that Trump is not Batman using a bunch of retread neocons from the Bush era is a pretty sure sign that this guy is just in their club now. And it also makes me think that there actually are two sides on this plane of the 3D chessboard. Two sides on this plane of it? On this plane. Like this plane. It's it's 3D, but there may be – it may not just be three stacks. It's three-dimensional because it goes up, but, it, yeah. but that those chessboards stack. Oh, yeah. And on this – at this level, they, they're not – it's – he doesn't – Clint, uh, Trump did not hire a mix of Clinton retreads and Bush retreads. He only hired Bush retreads. He didn't hire Janet Reno. He hired Bill Barr. Right. 
and Elliot Abrams and this guy, Bill Taylor. This is like mid seventies, like everyone else. They all are because they're this. all the retreads from this era. And the only thing I can think of is that those guys are so totally fully vetted and fully skeletonized. Like they have the skeletons in the closet. They know where bodies are buried. They don't really have to do anything but fill roles that you can't put new people in because then you'd have to let them in on. Well, you know, it's almost like they're skipping a generation the way like a trust is grandfather. You, you, if you have a bunch of money, you leave your grandkids the money so that your children don't have to in- pay inheritance tax and then their children pay inheritance tax. You just kind of skip over it. I feel like they're just kind of skipping over a generation of insiders so they don't have to split the loot with yeah. more people. Yeah. But he's so deep state. So in that bio, you can't really see what he's been doing the past 10 full years. It was kind of like Bill Barr. He had nothing on the surface going on except for this like five minutes he spent at Kirkland and Ellis, which I was like, this is the weirdest thing. What was he doing there? And then later he uses it as a convenient excuse to distance himself from the Epstein case. But yeah. this guy doesn't even have something like that. It's just gone. So I I found just in a little blurb, I couldn't log into the New York Times because I don't subscribe, but in the New York Times it said that he was recently, I think, the vice president of the U.S. Institute for Peace in Washington, D.C. And, and there must be something about those kind of patterns. It's like that is just like globalist think tank, globalist think tank, globalist think tank. Like I can't look at that without it glowing in some primal way like, ah! So for sure, you know, anything called the Institute for Peace is definitely not. And uh, that's the first thing I thought, too. Yeah. Institute for War. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's and and the fact that they they're not putting it out there. And like what you said, Pete told us about Tulsi Gabbard, like she's just scrubbing. She's getting sheep dipped. Yeah. It sounds like she might be. Yeah, because it's escalating now. Now she's having a feud with Hillary. So it's perfect. You know, it's like that insider thing, the way AOC gets on Elizabeth Warren or Biden for not being left enough. I don't know. Or Pelosi. AOC gets on Pelosi for not being radical enough, self-destructive enough. Tulsi and Hillary are going at it because they're, you know, that infighting, which the Democrats borrowed from the Republicans. And in the Republicans, it was real. It was real, but it was the Tea Party. It was Ron Paul. And they took that energy and they funneled it into Trump, if you ask me. So the Democrats, maybe after Obama was such a disappointment across the board to the real far left and also to people of color, that they probably maybe they said, hey, man, we have to make it look like. There are people in the party who are representing all these different factions. It used to be everyone just kind of stood shoulder to shoulder, you know, wait for your phone call for who you're going to vote for, snap, snap. But now they have to act like they probably saw the good. And actually, Indivisible talks about how they were modeling themselves after the Tea Party. But that was a bunch of congressional aides deciding to do that in a cynical way, whereas the Tea Party, even if some people did hijack it and ride on the coattails, it was, I, I, it was, I mean, my mom is no uh, operative, you know, she was, she was sitting there saying the rosary for whatever. Are you sure? <laughs> the only person I'm sure about is my son who has Down syndrome. <laughs> Now, my mom is pretty much incapacitated, so she's like FDR. If you're not bringing it to her on her couch, she's not. Yeah. So, yeah, someone might be stovepiping my mom, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, so that guy. So, oh, but but uh, what were those three things from yesterday? 
uh, of the key indicators for yes, impeachment. Yes, yes. What were they? The things that they look for to evaluate whether or not there's going to be a successful impeachment yeah. are the presidential approval rating, the public support for the impeachment effort, and a bipartisan support for impeachment in the House. Okay, so I immediately saw this morning a headline that reminded me of you. Just the big, big headline, support for impeachment reaches new high. Yeah, that's the So they're putting it in your head, and it really has that self-feedback kind of thing. Yeah. So. But the some of the polls they've been using, I don't know about the most recent ones, but the ones earlier in the week and last week, it was found that the obviously the sampling of the Democrats were way over the top. And when it leveled yeah. out, it wasn't as high as they originally reported. So they're trying to inflate the numbers, too. Yeah, they're really bastardizing science, statistics, polls. But I guess they always have, or Mark Twain wouldn't have said, lies, damn lies, and statistics. There's a book which only... about all that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so it... what was what was the Republican thing that... Well, Republicans today staged, they took a book, they took a page out of the Indivisible playbook, and they staged a sit-in during the closed-door impeach- impeachment <laughs> session, <laughs> oh forcing Schiff to suspend... The hearing, I, I say a source in the room said that as the witness Cooper was sitting down to testify, the Republicans stormed through the room's three different doors. And Republican uh, Bradley of Alabama, Bradley Byron, was yelling at Schiff, but the California Democrat didn't engage. And other Democrats, <laughs> however, did engage in the kind of a shouting contest occurred. So wait, the imagery I'm getting here is a bunch of really old, crotchety Republicans. Like two sitting, dozen of them. Sitting cross-legged on the filthy carpet. And every once in a while, one of them jumps up, springs into action, and runs into the door and kind of pranks them as they're trying to do their impeachment It sounds like it Does was seem kind of like right? that. But <laughs> they really focused on, in this story, how they dramatically all entered through the three doors at one time, so kind of a swarming effect, and then oh. walked in shouting at Peter Schiff while some of the Democrats <laughs> started yelling, don't you have work to do? Do we not have video of this? I haven't seen video of it because it's a closed-door hearing. Maybe well, I guess no, I guess those in. three those three doors weren't closed. Yeah, that's right. Not very. We're getting not, an awful lot of information out of a closed door here. Someone must have I like know. a little a little soup can against the wall. It's closed door. A little Dixie not, cup against right. the wall. It needs to be a locked door. Yeah, it's closed and locked door with microphones and PA systems. Yeah. So the reporting on I, I I would love to see a video of this. I hope one does leak out because everything else leaks out apparently, but. They were talking in the reporting on this about this Bill Taylor guy yesterday, and they were emphasizing this is the most important witness yet. This this might be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. Bill Taylor, the world's history's most credible <laughs> person. Everybody come in and model tell us diplomat. how credible this person is. Yeah, That's they, all I saw is model diplomat. Wasn't Mueller like that? Mueller, also the world's most Comey? credible person. Comey, credible. I remember when Diane Feinstein said about James Clapper, he is the most honest person I've ever met. And I'm thinking, man, if that guy who's perjured himself on television for the world to see before Congress is the most honest guy, I believe it. You haven't, you haven't <laughs> met. I don't want to meet the other people. <laughs> that you know. Something like that. But the other guy, like Somlin. 
Sondland, yeah, the Sondland. Uh, hotelier, the hotelier. So, yeah, Sondland is on Team Trump. I'm just gonna to do it simple. Yeah, he's way. a hotel guy. Why is he the ambassador to the EU? Right, and Taylor is now being presented as being as the against Team Trump because he was no shocked. way. Are you are you suggesting that there are people inside the White House, people that Donald Trump himself appointed, who are working against Trump? Wow, what a plot twist! Right. That it is quite a plot twist that he was so Boy. his behavior was so bad that these patriots who just took the job because they wanted to protect people from Trump. Yes, that they but, are coming out and speaking. And but what about Trump? When is he going to learn his lesson to not hire people who he can't trust? I mean, he hired this guy in June. I think that was after he got effed in this way many times. Yeah, I I would you know one could argue that who are you going to hire who can be a politician and work in these jobs that you can trust. Well, the, he ought to stop breaking the mold and hiring perfect people. Perf- he, yeah, should people start, who are he should start good. hiring actual politicians, and then maybe he wouldn't have such a disaster on yeah. his hands. It, it was funny how they reported it because Taylor's his credibility is just unquestionable. Wow. Uh, Sondland. How do you say his name again? Sondland. Sondland. His credibility... Well, actually, he doesn't have any. He is by default committed <laughs> perjury simply because his story is the opposite of what Taylor's is. Right. So right. he has no credibility. Of course. And that's that's what I took away from the reporting on this uh, last night and this morning. Yeah, that's I, I tweeted at you something like that where it says, Bill Barr suggests the ridiculous notion that – was it – what was it? Ukraine – do you have the tweets handy that – Ukraine, it says, Bill Barr's plan to rig 2020 for Trump. Frame frame deep state for Russia's 2016 interference. So he's going to turn the tables and say that, like, maybe new knowledge acts like Russian bots. To He's not saying that. There but... was an article talking about new knowledge yesterday. Yeah, what the heck? So they're going to just make lemonade with that bad story? That's why the whole Tulsi Gabber being accused of a Russia thing is really suspicious to me. I know it's to get the Russia interference. It's heading somewhere. Yeah, it's definitely put that back in the in the public mind, the conversation about that. But I am something – it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying she is a Russian asset. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it wouldn't surprise me if she were framed with evidence of being one to give yes. legitimacy. It has to, it. to be. It has to end up being ambiguous because Trump said, "I know she isn't," which means he can't know that, right? Unless he's inside Russia. That's true. Yeah. Right. So there's all he's either covering for somebody he thinks might be a fellow Russian asset, or he is a Russian asset, and he happens to know that she's not one of them. Because how the hell else would he know? Because he said it in such a way that it just makes me think it's set up for some kind of ambiguity going just forward. Just like the Hillary thing, the the way she said it, too. Yeah, uh, but I, I want to, since I mentioned Barr, I'd like to just tell about something he came up with, which is off this point, but it's important. You ready? Yeah. Keep going. You want to finish? No, I'm is ready. Is there any more impeachment? Stuff? Okay. So while we're all talking about impeachment— Bill Barr sent out a memo, which I could not find the original memo. I don't know why. Uh, sent out a memo to like 97 federal prosecutors and all these federal law enforcement guys. Uh, it's his plan to stop mass shootings. Okay, so keep in mind that 
the Republicans are leading the charge on doing, quote, anything but. So when they're, they're acting like they're pandering to Republican constituents who want to defend the Second Amendment, so they will do anything but gun control. There will be some gun control. But in the meanwhile, they're going to take away every other right under the sun under the excuse of mass shootings and further enrobed in the excuse that, well, we have to do something and our dumb voters won't let us take their guns away. So this is what he's doing. He he says that this is an article, I think it was from the journal, but like I said, I could not find the original memo, so I got to go with the reporting. Oh, no, it was in the Hill, the Hill. Uh, it says that, that mass shootings, recent mass shootings have been done by those who exhibit ambiguous indications of intent. So he's targeting people whose intent is ambiguous. Right. So it's not like we see people coming who have an intent to do harm. That's not enough. What the real problem is people with ambiguous. This is important. So this is forcing the authorities to use new methods to, quote, identify, assess and engage potential mass shooters before they strike. So potential mass shooters with ambiguous intent. I think that could cover people. I mean, you could use that as a blanket to cover just about anybody maybe who plays video games or anything that's any i mean i don't know what an ambiguous intent is but it's not intent and a potential mass shooter is someone who hasn't committed a crime so i mean everybody's a potential mass shooter right anyone with a with a thing with a trigger finger say that part again about the ambiguous intent the standard he said the mass shootings are recent mass shootings have been perpetrated by those who exhibit quote ambiguous indications of intent And this is forcing authorities to use new methods to, quote, identify, assess, and engage potential mass shooters before they strike. It continues. What they're going to do is they're going to use clinical psychologists, threat assessment professionals, intervention teams, and community groups to address the problem. These these, uh, methods may result in, quote, Detention, it may result in detention. That's, you know, habeas corpus. And court-ordered mental health treatment. Mental health, I was waiting for that one. Of course, of course. Substance abuse counseling, uh, electronic monitoring. So they're going to take people who haven't done anything wrong and have not exhibited any clear intent to do something wrong. They're going to analyze these people. I don't know how they're going to collect these people. They're probably going to to... Blanket social media, right? Threat assessment professionals, intervention teams, community groups, clinical psychologists. I don't know if they're going to, they say they can't just monitor social media, but they might. Who knows? And they're going to take these teams and they're going to apply them to people with ambiguous attempt who have intent to have done nothing. And it may result in detention, court ordered mental health treatment. What the hell is that? Yeah. Substance abuse counseling and electronic monitoring. So what is it, what makes you have ambiguous intent? I mean, it's just, it's really alarming because what, you can just take people who object to what the hell is the Second Amendment for, except for to defend against a tyrannical government. I mean, this stuff will absolutely keep anyone from physically resisting government. 
And he's uh, calling for a mass shooting summit in December. And my guess is this is going to follow with the Facebook thing and the opioid thing where he ropes in all the state's attorney general, attorneys general. So it really becomes this all law is going to be federal, even if it's not actually federal, because if it were if laws were passed by the Constitution, by the Congress, the Supreme Court, even though I'm not crazy about this system, but the Supreme Court can evaluate it for constitutionality and then strike it down. But if he just gets all the states, those prosecutors and stuff that George Soros installed to, you know, hits them directly the way the mayors went to Paris for the climate stuff, you don't you don't have to go through the scrutiny. It's a way around. It's like the crisis of democracy. You use NGOs, you off-site, off-source, all this stuff. And it doesn't, it's not transparent, doesn't have to bear constitutional scrutiny. So I expect this, that to be an element of this, although I didn't see anybody write about it yet. That makes me think of the story we talked about a few weeks ago about the camera systems that some are being tested out in Atlanta and in other places around the country that evaluate, that do facial recognition evaluation of the expression on people's face to determine if they have a violent-looking expression on their face, which will then do a – it will coordinate with other smart cameras to compile a background in order to determine if this person looks like they're the type of person who might – they have their mass shooting face on. Oh, Tom Cruise is going to descend from a, a helicopter and yeah. take that guy to jail forever If when we get right. to the minority right. report every stage. Every state. We all have clones of Tom Cruise in every state. <laughs> when, you're, when your ping pong ball comes up, man, you better hit the deck. Yeah, yeah seriously. <laughs> I tell my it's friends it's coming. That. <laughs> I mean, that's what this stuff is. Uh, yeah. That's what this stuff is. I tell my friends that have a little bit too many guns or that talk about it a little bit too much, I say, look, man. You're setting yourself up to be a patsy. You got to stop telling people about your stash. Yeah, it's not the guns that's the problem. It's telling people and letting them be seen on because they're going to the cameras, the social media that McConnell was bitching today about something that's coming through Democrats in the House called the Shield Act. I think he's giving a counter act. So he's acting like he's trying to prevent the Congress by putting your own my own form of the fairness doctrine. But he's he's criticizing the Shield Act as being wanting to regulate social media ads like TV ads for political purposes, for uh, to report foreign contact uh, in regard to an election. So does that mean that like the UK and Israel, you report all that stuff? Does it matter? You know what I mean? Like if you report it, does anything have to happen? Is it going to put an end to IPAC? Is it going to put an end to the to the Chatham House and you know their marching orders and council formulations? Yeah. Like, is it going to? I mean, just writing it down on a piece of paper doesn't matter if you don't have a list of the the ones that you're going to you know who's making the list. Yeah. And then they also highlight that they don't want this to interfere with legitimate journalism, quote Uh-oh. legitimate journalism. Yeah. And he's like, what's the test for that? When are we going to do that? I would love to see what they say legitimate journalism is. I mean, I mean, I know what they say it is, really. It's Washington well, Post. It's none Miami of these Hill. stories is making me feel confident in my ability to live through the next stage of, uh, of the surveillance censorship total information state. Maybe we're just in a simulation and they're just amping up all the chaos just to see why it failed the first time through. That's a theory that what do you mean? future generations – created a simulation of the past. Oh, yes. Yes, To see yes, where, yes. where things went wrong. Obviously, yeah. they must have gone right if, a little bit if they create simulations. If they got there. Yeah, that's the Matrix. The Matrix is, Matrix is a simulation. Yeah. 
But the, as someone else pointed out that like, and every time something new is invented, we're just that. So like we used to be God's TV show. Now we're like a computer program, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So what else? What else? Well, that West Point cadet that was missing, had been missing for four days, was found dead. And <gasps> I said they would get that guy killed. Oh, do you think it was suicide? They give hardly any information about it. They said he'd been missing since Friday and the cause of death is under investigation, but foul play is not suspected. And uh-huh. that's the only information that they give about it. It's just a very weird I wonder, story. yeah, if they if they knew all about it and they came out with that, oh, he's missing to that's to add a little backstory. Yeah. Because the way they reported that is help us find this missing cadet, yet they give no name, no description. They gave his name now. What is it? Cade Carita. Oh, I'm so glad. I, I That's terrible. I'm very sorry for their family, but I have a friend whose son is a cadet at West Point. Well, not a friend. I, I, somebody I used to work with. I'm not really friends with him anymore, but I know his son is out there, and I feel I would just be sick. If, well, maybe it was someone I knew, but of course you got to be sick about, you know, somebody's having that tragedy, presumably. I'm interested in what will come from this because this story, along with the story of him being missing even though they gave no details to search him you can't find someone if you don't know their name or what they look like so it was weird i'm i'm wondering why it was so prominent in the news not that you know yeah you know, it might have been as a yeah it could be backwards looking that it was covering something up or it could be forward looking that there's an operation to come i agree with yeah. you it's weird what was the nba thing oh well nba says they're addressing the biggest problem that they have a bunch of the players the players unions and some people that work in the front offices got together and they were talking about how they're addressing the biggest problem the nba is facing do you have any idea what that might be the biggest problem the nba is facing well if i knew anything about basketball i would say like not enough tall guys but (laughs) there's a lot of tall guys that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't think there's a problem there. Too many tall guys? Nope. About a dozen NBA players gathered for a <laughs> teleconference with officials in the league this past summer. And they, the story just came out, but it happened this past summer. And they were making their case about what they believe to be the biggest problem in the NBA. And that is the fans. The fans. Oh, F you, buddy. And they're getting well, worse. Well, I'm not a fan. They're getting worse, they say. <laughs> and And what they've done is... This is a quote from uh, an NBA executive vice president. He says, we've added any existing language or LGBTQ language, any uh, negative language, that anything that is non-basketball related. So you'll get kicked out if you say anything like this. And it goes on to say, so your wait, mother— Wait, wait, wait. This is from the place that said—what was the quote? We don't tell people what to say? I'll look for the quote. This is what they're talking about. They're they're talking about you're going to get kicked out if you say these types of things. So they've added in sexist language, LGBTQ language, stuff like that. So if you call someone gay from the court, from uh, the a fan does that, they'll throw you out. I don't know what they'll do if it's true or not about the player. Right. But then it goes on to say, so your mother comments talking about player's family, talking about test scores, anything non-basketball related, we've added in as well as being something that we will go and pull a fan from the seat and investigate what happened. So you can no longer do your mama jokes at a basketball game. <laughs> you can, If you say you shoot like a girl, 
unless you're trying to compliment them, I guess. You're going to get thrown. <laughs> you, you are no longer allowed to heckle. At, at bat, I don't know what they're going to do about the players that talk trash on the court to each other because they oh. say a lot worse things than the fans do. I just got – well, let's they, tell you what Adam Silver said. Yeah, keep talking. Outlawed heckling. That's, that's the only reason to go to a game is to well, heckle. heckling or just, or just anti-whatever, just no, misogynistic uh, your mama joke is what – your mama joke is, is, is synonymous with basketball. Nobody's saying them in a personal way. It's just that's the game. People talk trash in basketball, and you're not allowed to say anything about them personally. You can't say they, oh, you're ugly, number five. Like, you can't say anything, or you're going to get thrown out. You might not even be allowed to clap when your team scores. You might have to snap from here on out. I don't know. I just got – first of all, let me just say Adam Silver's quote. Adam Silver's quote about uh, his coach or manager. What what was that? Was that – was it a manager? It was the Rockets guy. He oh, yeah. said he said he promised that the league would quote not put itself in a position of regulating what players, employees, and team owners say. He said that just the other day. Yeah. But what you're saying reminds me of something. It's uh, more news. One sent me an article, the title of which is. Bitch would be banned in Massachusetts under proposed law. <laughs> Make it illegal for someone to use the word bitch to accost, annoy, degrade, or demean another person. Oh, but if it's flattering, like nice ass bitch, that's okay. That was my next question. Is <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be the tone that they're going to police as opposed to just the language. Because here's something that I've done before. <laughs> I I grew up heckling because my brother's a lot older than me. I know. It makes me uncomfortable that heckling is part of your Heckling MO is part of anybody who goes just, to a sports game regularly. It's part of what you do. Maybe that's why I hate sports. At a game. And so there was one time when I found myself sitting around the parents of the other team. This is when I was a little <laughs> bit older, when I went back to a game over at Tech. And I was like, I'm going to heckle, but how can I heckle? And make it be okay for them. So I started heckling the players, their children, about academics. Like, I hope baseball's not getting in the way of your academics. I would, st- <laughs> I would yell stuff like that. That's fantastic. And the parents started heckling wow. their kids with me. That's great. Their own kids? They, yeah, they started saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> That is Don't very let clever. girls distract you. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> very clever. And so I'm wondering and I also Oh my gosh, you should definitely bring that to the NBA. I, like Yeah. If the tone though, they might say you your tone is angry. Your tone <laughs> sounds bad, so we're still gonna kick you out. How about don't look so mad running down the court? What yeah. about their facial expressions? You could have a, a mass you have your mass shooter face on, you know you don't want <laughs> That'll probably get you kicked uh, out. I think that would definitely get you kicked out. But I mean, what's wrong with that? Aren't we trying to? Are we? Is wouldn't that be constructive? Like, take that look off your face. That's We're trying shooting? to help the person out. We're trying to say you might get detained after the game. Boy, if you don't this is that. it's a lot to mull. Going to yeah. be mulling this. Well. We'll have to mull it overnight, and you guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you all tomorrow.